So I was just going through my email and I'm always moved by how many people reach out and are committed to investigating the deeper truths, the deeper truths of themselves, the nature of reality itself. Um, and their stories are so varied. People from all walks of life, different parts of the world, different ages, different situations. Uh, one in particular today that I read really moved me. Someone who said uh, they were sort of interested in resources, but I think more just looking for encouragement, uh, mentioning they are very poor, have very little, don't have a phone, don't have a computer, don't have a tablet, so occasionally can borrow a computer to use the internet. I think they drive for a living, so um, can listen on Bluetooth to my YouTube videos, but really don't have a lot of resources other than that. And um, I just was reflecting on this and I thought that's a perfect video topic for the day. What is awakening like? What is it about? How do you navigate it when you have nothing? Well, first of all, traditionally, uh, this was reserved, or at least if you read the suttas and so forth, largely reserved for the monastic traditions, those who already had given up everything purposely. Um, given up physical ownership for the most part. Given up the household life, marriage, children, etc. And joined the monastic orders starting a couple thousand years ago. There were also householders uh, at the time described in the suttas in Buddhism and obviously in Hinduism, but Traditionally, the view was that the monastic orders were those who woke up um, to the deepest truths because you had structured your life such that the distractions of life as usual weren't there. And I think that's still valid and valuable today. I know personally several monks and nuns and monastic people who reach out and uh, chat with me about life um, in different orders, actually, in different parts of the world. Um, I've interacted with someone who lived in a desert in a tent and would message me and even Skype with me uh, through Wi-Fi sitting in a tent in the desert. Um, in Israel. Uh, I know people who own little to nothing and are just as oriented to awakening as anybody else, if not maybe more so in some sense. Now, you might wonder, is that the right way to go? Should I give up everything? Should I give up my physical material belongings, my relationships, my conventional life 
to pursue this, and only you can answer that question. I can say that generally speaking, it's not necessary, but for some it may be, and it may just be um, your karma, what uh, appeals most to you, the lifestyle you want to live. Um, but short of that, short of making a, a decision to live as a monastic, um, there are huge variations in our resources. Uh, some people live with minimal resources, people who watch this channel, people in many other countries, and some people even here in the United States or European countries who have very little. Well, one thing that's really um, auspicious <laughs> these days is that you have access to the internet, generally, even if through a library or a friend, um, friend's computer, whatever. You have access to a vast um, library of good transmission, good pointing. So that is a huge, huge value today that wasn't available even 20 years ago. It certainly wasn't available a few hundred years ago and a few thousand years ago. So um, the value of that is tremendous. Also, books through libraries, if you can't afford a book, etc. cetera. Um, so the resources are there. Perhaps it's a little more difficult to find a one-on-one -on -one teacher um, because often they do it for a living and they do charge for their time, just like anyone would charge for their time or effort. But there are people out there who will teach, who will work with you one-on-one -on -one, uh, with no charge or free of charge. Uh, but you have to do some digging often. You have to look around online uh, and sometimes in person. There are local Zen centers and um, local teachers in various cities and states and areas and so forth. But there are resources online. I know many people who have had and do have teachers they found online and have worked with them directly for anywhere from a short time or a few interactions to many years. Uh, free of charge. So resources are there and the internet is your friend when it comes to this. You can find resources. Um, now with all that said, short of resources, just thinking in terms of this person I was um, responding to on email, you know, um, driving. Although I, I don't generally recommend doing a lot of inquiry around non-dual um, perception while you're driving a car and so forth. Um, I know people do it because they tell me, but I, I can't, I can't uh, endorse it necessarily because it can cause significant shifts in perception very quickly sometimes. But, you know, I know some people are going to do it anyway. Uh, Ishwar Segobind or Segobind. I'm not sure how he says his last name. He has a YouTube channel. I've done interviews with him and talks with him. He's been on one of the double barrel non-dualities. In fact, the first one, uh, he's a, an electrician. He works remotely, so he drives a lot. Every day he's driving for hours, and uh, or I think he is, but I know he drives a lot and sometimes it is for hours. And he has told me he's, he did a lot of his work around the deeper um, stages of realization, the deeper perceptual filters while driving. Um, he described a really cool practice that he came up with where 
driving. Um, obviously, you're paying attention to what's right in front of you, your visual field. And he started to just take in the peripheral visual field uh, intentionally and noticed it had a profound effect on his perception, his sense of space and boundary separation and caused shifts. So, um, yeah, any situation you're in, whether you're you know, working, driving, walking, exercising, sitting, um, there are opportunities to investigate what's right there. And what's right there is what wakes you up. What's right there is where the awakening actually is. And this is actually responding to a few emails I read today. I'm, you know, a couple people in pretty difficult situations uh, in their life with relationships and different things, like truly challenging situations. And yet my advice is the same. Really look into the belief you have that things need to get to be a certain way. Uh, things need to settle. My partner needs to change in this way or that way or whatever needs to start happening or stop happening for me to wake up. And that's just not true. That's not how awakening occurs. It occurs right now. It occurs with things exactly as they are. When we stop taking a position in reference to them, when we stop separating ourselves out from reality, believing ourselves to be something, some one, some distinct entity that's always struggling with life. When we stop believing all those narratives, which include the narratives of our personal story and so forth, that's when the awakening occurs because there's nothing apart anymore. There's nothing struggling with life. There's nothing trying to manage life. And there never was, there were just thoughts. So the moment to moment experience of life, the moment to moment flow of experience, situations, all of it, that is where the awakening occurs. And it's how the awakening occurs. So you don't need special circumstances. You don't need any resources, actually. And that's the beauty of this. You are the resource. Your own consciousness is the resource. Your perception is the resource. Your ability to move your attention and direct your attention is the resource. Does it help to interact with people who are clear, who can transmit? For sure. Can you do that over the internet, watching videos? Absolutely. Listening to their voice, audiobooks, reading their writing? Absolutely. Some people will interact with them one-on-one, -on -one, some won't. You don't have to. But the resources are just, you know, add-ons. The awakening falls on you. The responsibility for the awakening falls on you. And that's the beauty of it. Um, I have a friend who realizes in, in the immediate, again and again, profound non-dualistic, formless experiences, intimate, beautiful, beautiful experiences by just looking at trees. That's what works for her. She looks at trees. She's had uh, messages, you know, several minutes long describing the wonder and profundity of those experiences. And that's exactly right. The tree in front of you is your guru. The tree in front of you is the nidus for dissolving boundaries. That one footstep and that one emotion 
that feeling, the raw experience of aliveness presenting as whatever emotion, frustration, sadness, guilt, anger, jealousy, whatever comes up in the moment. These are all entry points and we all have them. So the sense fields are a gold mine. And consciousness is a gold mine, especially for the initial movement to turn our attention inward and look, take a clear look, a non-conceptual look, look past the thoughts. What is there? Who is there? Without answering the question with the mind, what is here right now? Watching those concepts drop one by one by one. Those tendencies to grasp dropping one by one by one by one. Again and again and again until there's just dropping. Endless release. And that there's something there, apparently, it would seem something conscious. But it's not a thing. No label touches it. No label describes it or captures it. So once you taste that, you can orient to it, regardless of what seems to happen on the outside or even on the inside. Because this is neither on the outside nor on the inside. Any of these koans, any of these questions can be entry points. What is neither on the inside nor on the outside? Right there. You don't need anything more than that. It doesn't feel like a big deal. It's not interesting to the mind because it's not a thought. But it's very interesting. Very, very interesting. And it's right there for you. It's the ultimate resource. The only resource. It's all you need. Don't name it. Don't conclude anything about it. Don't let anyone else conclude anything about it for you, like calling it a ground of being or awareness or wholeness or universality or nothingness or Buddha nature. These are labels. Trust your instinct on where to go, where to remain, where you've never left. And just let the mind and the tendencies to grasp and conceptualize just drop. <laughs>